Morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat is brought to you by Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. Good morning. It is uh, 7.06. If you are heading to the airport, you may get a big treat today. Well, it was uh, dogs. There'd be a bunch of dogs. Yeah, some right? cute little fuzzy dogs that but, you can't touch. But that's just it. Is it a treat if you can only see yes. and not touch? Yes. You, yes, it is. You still get to see all their cute little faces and their little ears. It's really sweet. I remember uh, remember the international airport, I think, around Christmas time. You know, mm-hmm. high stress for people because, you know, flights are canceled, yeah. baggage lost, those sort of things. All that stuff. And they brought in the dogs. And these ones you could cuddle with. Yeah, these and, were therapy just dogs. Sort of, really. Yeah, the therapy dogs. They just sort of bring the tension down. It just sort of brightens people's day. These ones you can't touch, but you can see them. And they're there for a very specific reason today. Yeah. Uh, why can't you tell them? They're service dogs. They're working. Mm-hmm. they got yep. jobs to do. Yep. Dogs with jobs. And they'll have a little vest on. Uh, there are, in some cases, you can you can ask, but don't be offended when somebody says, no, leave them alone. They're doing the job. Uh, these dogs have to be trained in some way. They, have, they, they for Depending on what they're for, they can... They can and should go into any situation. So anything from hopping on transit to going through a store to being in in a restaurant or a movie theater even, they need to be able to behave and navigate. Well, the chaos of an airport. So (laughs) you need to be trained in order to... Of course, because they're handlers or I guess they're... I I don't know what... Trainers, handlers? Yeah, they take flights. The people who oh, need e- these dogs. Eventually, the, the owners or the, the, the owners, the, yeah, they, they, the they're going to go on planes, and so the dog needs to navigate. There's some pretty, you know, small spaces, especially when mm-hmm. you're going through the aisles of a plane. So this is what they're learning today. Training Maria. day. Yeah, Maria Eilis is the head trainer at Aspen Service Dogs. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me here. Absolutely. So, uh, converging on the airport today is that uh, that 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 ought to be a lot of fun. I know it's work, but you know. Yeah, it's you know we really try to uh, give our our service dogs in training as many opportunities to meet uh, and experience different situation. And thank you to Edmonton Airport. We are going to experience today as going through uh, security and actually going on real plane. Thank you to WestJet. Uh, lots of our, our clients or our, t- our puppy raisers, they, what we want, we want to give them freedom to fly with their dogs. And as you mentioned, uh, the flying, it's, people can feel nervous even without dogs. Now we are adding dogs to picture, then it's a little bit more stress, and we would like to teach our people and our dogs it's okay to fly, and then our dogs can handle it. I'm frequent flyers with dogs to states or overseas, and airlines are always very lovely and, and help you to navigate everything. How many dogs are we talking about today? Uh, today we are talking about uh, probably 16 or 18 dogs. Ooh. Oh, that's a lot. In two, cl- in two classes. And then we have uh, two more classes on Saturday with the same number of dogs. Is, is that enough training? I'm just trying to figure out, how, or is it, did they only really need to experience it a couple times so that there's a familiarity? But is that, that my first question is, is that enough training in, in this area? Uh, you know, this is just kind of a little, a little cherry on top of the cake because okay. <laughs> these dogs, they start training when they're eight weeks old, they go on the bus, they go on LRT, they go to different situations, they go to fire hall, means 
this is they, they have a, they work on on great basic obedience and impulse control with their handlers then i think this one is really and then if we find something dogs need more then we will figure out how we can work with this dog but i'm i'm very very positive today we will have lots of fun and then we will be proud of our handlers and service dog aspen service dogs in training how they will handle the situation on airport what are some of the problems that an airport could pose for a dog service dog uh, you know the the busyness lots of people around and I would say people love dogs and sometimes they don't recognize this is a service dog for a one person. They feel it's a therapy dog or they just miss their own dog and they try to pet the dog which can discharge dog. That's I think so it's the most difficult part when when they go to through the the process to get on their plane. Who are these dogs? Who are these dogs for? Because it's not uh, somebody with one particular need. They, I'm, I'm sure that there's quite a variety of needs. Yeah, Aspen Service Dog has a number of programs. We train guide dogs, mobility dogs, hearing dogs, courthouse dogs, autism, PTSD, facility dogs, and uh, all these dogs are benefiting from this experience. Where yeah. do the dogs sit? I've never encountered a service dog on a plane before. Do they have their own seat or do they go under the seat or, or where do they ride when a service dog hops on a flight? You know, that's many people feel like, okay, my biggest, usually we work with Labrador Retrievers, means that their size, yeah, they're big. medium size up to larger. And you would be surprised how easy they can crawling little donut in front of you or uh, when you fly uh, in Canada or into states uh, airlines are lovely they usually give you extra seat beside you and dog is not sitting on seat but it's lying on this empty seat but I like I said I do fly to Europe and there is no extra seat and, and there is always comfortable way how they can kind of make themselves comfortable in front of you on the floor. Uh, you'd mentioned a, a term a little earlier, puppy raisers, the, those who raise the puppies until it's time uh, to get into training, or at least the training begins. Tell us about that. Can people volunteer for this? Can, can I go get a puppy? Oh. oh, you can get a lovely puppy for 12 up to 15 months and we provide food we pay wet bills what we expect from you is to provide loving home come to classes and we will teach you how to work with puppy and we will get a little jacket then bigger jacket with service dog in training and puppy will go with you in different places like for example today we'll come to the airport and you know the the bonus is you will get to experience how to train dogs for free. Mm. If you in future decide to have your own own dog, then definitely this is this is great experience. It's a it's a great opportunity for families with children to teach their ch- children to do something for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the the puppy raisers or adult home for our older dogs are are. Without them, we cannot function. We really are looking forward to have many of them in our program. And we have wonderful group of volunteers. They enjoy to come to classes. And uh, yeah, that's what we are looking for, to get more people involved because there is huge need of service dog 
Yeah, and then you oh, have to wow. say goodbye to God. them, God, <laughs> which would kind of rip your heart out a little bit, right? But you know you that know they're what? they're going to a job and they're going to a person who really, really needs them. You know, if you do this, and we we always maintain, we keep you updated what your puppy is trained for. Then who is her final person? And uh, it's just absolutely amazing feeling. I myself, I have five kids, and if somebody will ask me would I like to keep all my five kids for the rest of my life I say no I want to be proud of them and they do good job for 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 community and that's how I feel and how I we talk to our puppy raisers how they feel to be proud of what they did with this dog mm. I love that analogy more, yeah very nice more freedom yeah yeah that's a great analogy I appreciate it, it does put it into perspective right but I don't want my kid to move away either <laughs> Eventually, I guess. Hey, when gonna... your kid gets to be 40, kick her out. <laughs> Thanks, Marie. I really appreciate your time today. You're very welcome. Thank you. Have a lovely day. That's Maria Isla's head trainer at Aspen Service Dogs. About 18, more than more than a dozen dogs will be at the International Airport today learning how to maneuver in and out of busy security and in and out of pretty cramped spaces at the airport. I do know it's an, it's a different, there's a similarity, but it's different. So when we got to our lab, Twiggy, yeah. uh, she was being fostered for quite a, quite a while first. Uh, so she had two foster homes and then the ones that, that uh, they brought her out to us. So when she first met Duke, the, uh, the wonder dog. They were able to give her, they loved that dog, but they foster on a regular basis, and then they get to go and see the dog now gets a brand new home. Oh, lovely. But they follow, they follow the Duke and Twiggy Instagram post, so they can always keep an eye on her, and they're always welcome to come out and visit her anytime they want. So I think there is that that pride of graduation, of mm-hmm. moving on. And knowing that they're going to a very good home. Yeah, and, and, do, and in this case, doing some really good work. So if you, if you do happen to be at the airport today and you see a whole bunch of dogs, Look, go, oh. Take some pictures if you want. Sure. But don't touch them. Unless you're allowed. they are working. Yeah, you don't working. go. You don't go up to security guards and touch them. Uh. <laughs> or to police officers and touch them. Or else <laughs> you'd be in big trouble if you do that. So the same with these dogs. They are working. Don't touch them. <laughs> If, if you see me working, don't touch me. <laughs> the analogy of security and police. <laughs> didn't. I love it. I just didn't see it coming. Oh, we're in. We're, uh, you know, we're coming up with the really great analogies today on this morning. We're on a roll. Six thirty, Chad. Seven seventeen. Back in a flash. This morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat, presented by Abe's Door Service, with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. Good morning. Coming up on 720 here on the day after another loss from the Edmonton Oilers. And yeah, we had high hopes after a for two, this new coach. New coach. Yeah, it's a brand, and a little three-game three win streak. Yeah. We thought maybe we're, we're getting on a roll. But maybe it wasn't the coach. Maybe. We don't know, though, do we? What's going on we, in there? Nobody What's going knows. On? Nobody knows. So you ask questions trying to find out, don't you? And you fill your gaps with knowledge with maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Maybe, maybe it's, it's this, because who knows? Maybe it was Memphis. Maybe it was Southern... Okay, that's an old country song. 
Last night was interesting, though, because uh, Mark Spector was asking a question of uh, Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid had a reasonable game, a couple goals. Mm-hmm. Said to have been playing fairly well in the game last night, but it still wasn't enough. They ended up losing to Florida uh, up two and then losing 5-3. So Speck asked him this question, and, and, I've, and I've seen him come from this direction before. Talking about defense first is really what he's trying to get at, I think, in the question. But uh, I don't yeah, think... It's a bit confusing, the question. Yeah. Listen to it. Connor didn't like it. What's the hardest thing? Like, like defensively, you guys are struggling. Offensively, you, know, you got a couple tonight, but the power play's struggling. Like, are you better off to try to win this thing 4-1 or try to win it 7-5? You love this question, but um, I've answered it so many times. We're trying to keep the puck out of our net, obviously. Um, that's our main focus, and obviously we haven't done that, again, for a number of different reasons. Um, so um, we're always trying to... Uh, Defend. Um, yeah. Uh, and so Speck got roasted a little bit on social media about, well, that's a stupid question. Would you rather win 4 1 or 7 5? I just want to win. I just want to win. Yeah. Obviously. I know where he's coming from, where he's getting at it, but the frustration level. It's probably frustrating for, for the reporters as much as it's incredibly frustrating for the players to have to answer what seems like the same old question. What's over. the problem? What's the problem, basically? Why are you losing? This is a team full of talent. You went in there as Stanley Cup contenders, which I didn't I didn't it what didn't sit well with me in the first place. I knew that they were setting up setting themselves up for failure. Thought it was you know, a little too hypish. You know, I had the Stanley Cup parade route, maybe mm-hmm. that was maybe I jinxed them. It was just a joke. But yeah, what are the reasons? So we did put that out there uh, to uh, Chedville, and we got some uh, pretty interesting responses. What would you ask Connor McDavid yeah. if you got an opportunity to go into the locker room? Cletus says, I would ask McDavid if he's thinking about a trade, and can he loan me a half a million dollars? Okay. <laughs> he, he was honest, at least. Okay, so you want you want a real answer. And hockey mm. players never give real answers, right? It, it's, it's like the old Bull Durham thing. Here's your quotes for the media. They're not real. And, and what are they going to say? No, we just suck, and we have no idea how to get out of it. I hope we luck out well, at he some did, point. He did say in that clip, McDavid goes, we're losing for a, a variety of reasons. Yep. Well, what are those reasons? They've got, but they, uh, they've and, also, if you've Kevin, watched any of there's a whole bunch of reasons, because their defense isn't good, because their power play isn't good, because their penalty yeah. king, because their goaltending might let them. So there's a whole bunch of reasons. But what would you ask them? Yep, we got if, this, if, if you don't like the questions that are being asked, what would you ask? This one from Joe. Uh, you have Carolina coming up on Wednesday. What do you have to do different from the game tonight other than lose? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe skip the, skip the last part, the lose part. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that, that's also a question I've heard a billion times. Well, you know, what do you got to do different? Well, we got to do a lot of things different. We got to keep the puck out of the net. We got to play a full 200 foot game. We have to play 60 minutes, blah, blah. So I don't know. It's To me, it's almost frustrating that, you, that there, there is no actual answer. They'll have figured it out in their own room. But what makes things twist? Do you hear the story at the end of the year was here was the turning point? Here is when things suddenly clicked and we, we went forward. This is, this is not a single switch. What happens in a switch. successful locker room that's not happening in this locker room? Yeah, it's just not working. Uh, what would you ask? 780-496-0063. Curious. <laughs> and then maybe we'll get we'll get Speck or somebody to put the question to him. Hey, Connor, this isn't my question. This came from 630 Chad's text line, and then just uh, see where it goes. Yeah, great. good luck with that. Yep. All right. Speck asking our questions. Yeah, well, we'll Ooh. see. All right, we'll see about that.